0: Hello, and welcome to the Turbulent World of Middle East Soccer, or Mid-East Soccer Podcast. I am your host, James Dorsey. China could be entering choppy Middle Eastern waters. Multiple crises and conflicts will likely shape its relations with the region's major powers, including Saudi Arabia, Iran, and Turkey. The laundry list of pitfalls for China includes the fallout of the Ukraine war, strained U.S. relations with Saudi Arabia and the United Arab Emirates, Turkish opposition to Finnish and Swedish NATO membership, the threat of a renewed Turkish anti-Kurdish incursion into northern Syria, and the fate of the Joint Comprehensive Plan of Action, or JCPOA the 2015 international agreement that curbed Iran's nuclear program. Drowning out the noise, one thing that becomes evident is that neither the Gulf states nor Turkey have any intention of fundamentally altering their security relationships with the United States, even if the dynamics in the cases of Saudi Arabia, the UAE, and Turkey are very different. Saudi Arabia recognizes that there is no alternative to the U.S. security umbrella, whatever the doubts the kingdom may have about the United States' commitment to its security. With next month's visit to Saudi Arabia by President Joe Biden, the question is not how U.S.-Saudi differences will be papered over, but at what price and who will pay the bill. Meanwhile, China has made clear that it is not willing and not yet able to replace the United States. It has also made clear that for China to engage in regional security, Middle Eastern states would first have to get a grip on their disputes so that conflicts don't spill out of control. Moves to lower the tensions between Turkey, Saudi Arabia, the UAE, and Egypt by focusing on economics are a step in that direction. Still, they remain fragile with no issue that sparked the differences being resolved. A potential failure of negotiations in Vienna to revive the Iran nuclear deal could upset the apple cart. It would likely push Israel, the UAE, Bahrain, and Saudi Arabia, to tighten their security cooperation, but could threaten rapprochement with Turkey. It could also heighten tensions in Syria, Lebanon, Iraq, and Yemen, where Iran supports a variety of political actors and militias. None of this is good news for China, which like other major players in the Middle East, prefers to remain focused on economics. The dynamics with Turkey and Iran are of a different order. China may gleefully watch Turkish obstruction in NATO, but as much as Turkey seeks to forge an independent path, it does not want to break its umbilical cord with the West, anchored in its membership in NATO. NATO needs Turkey, even if its center of gravity for now has moved to Eastern Europe. By the same token, Turkey needs NATO, even if it is in a better position to defend itself than the Gulf states are. Ultimately, horse trading will resolve NATO's most immediate problems because of Turkish objections to Swedish and Finnish NATO membership. Turkey threatened anti-Kurdish incursion into northern Syria would constitute an escalation that no party, including China, wants, Not because it underwrites Turkish opposition to Swedish and Finnish NATO membership, but because with Syrian Kurds seeking support from the regime of President Bashar al-Assad, Turkish and Iranian-backed forces could find themselves on opposite sides. Finally, Iran. Despite the hot air over Iran's 25-year $400 million deal with China. Relations between Tehran and Beijing are unlikely to fully blossom as long as Iran is subject to U.S. sanctions. A failure to revive the nuclear agreement guarantees that sanctions will remain. China has made clear that it is willing to push the envelope in violating or circumventing sanctions but not to the degree that would make Iran one more friction point in the already fraught US-China relationship. In a world in which bifurcation has been accelerated by the Ukraine war and the Middle East, threatened by potentially heightened tensions in the absence of a nuclear agreement, Gulf states may find that increasingly the principle of you are with us or against us becomes the norm. The Gulf states hedged their bets in the initial months of the Ukraine war, but their ability to do so may be coming to an end. Already, Saudi Arabia and the UAE are starting to concede on the issue of oil production, while Qatar is engaging with Europe on gas bifurcation would not rupture relations with China, but would likely restrain technological cooperation and contain Gulf hedging strategies, including notions of granting China military facilities. Over and beyond the immediate geopolitical and security issues, there are multiple other potentially problematic issues and powder kegs. A prominent Saudi-owned newspaper, Asharka Laosat recently took issue with an increasingly aggressive tone in Chinese diplomacy. China isn't doing itself any favors. Chinese officials seem determined to undermine their own cause for global leadership. Somehow, Chinese officials don't seem to recognize that their belligerence is just as off-putting as Western paternalism is the newspaper said in an editorial. China's balancing act, particularly between Saudi Arabia and Iran, could become more fraught. A failure to revive the nuclear agreement will complicate already difficult Saudi-Iranian talks aimed at dialing down tensions. It could also fuel a nuclear, missile, and drone arms race, accelerated, by a more aggressive Israeli strategy in confronting Iran by striking at targets in the Islamic Republic rather than in, for example, Syria. While Chinese willingness to sell arms may get a boost, China could find that both Saudi Arabia and Iran become more demanding in their expectations from Beijing, particularly if tensions escalate. A joker in the pack is China's repression of Turkic Muslims in its northwestern province of Xinjiang. A majority of the Muslim world has looked the other way, with a few, like Saudi Arabia, openly endorsing the crackdown. The interest in doing so goes beyond Muslim-majority states not wanting to risk their relations with a China that responds harshly and aggressively to public criticism. Moreover, the crackdown in Xinjiang and Muslim acquiescence legitimize a shared opposition to any political expression of Islam. The problem for Muslim majority states, particularly those in the Middle East, is that the era in which the United States and others could get away with the application of double standards and apparent hypocrisy in adhering to values may be drawing to a close. China, and for that matter, Russia, is happy to benefit from the Global South's reluctance to join condemnation of the invasion of Ukraine and sanctions against Russia because the West refuses to apply the principle universally. For example, in the case of Israel, or multiple infractions of international and human rights law elsewhere. However, China and Middle Eastern states sit in similar glasshouses, irrespective of how one judges the statements made by spokespeople of India's ruling BJP party regarding the Prophet Muhammad and Muslim worship. Criticism by Muslim states rings hollow as long as they do not also stand up to the repression of Muslims in Xinjiang. For some in the Middle East, a reckoning could come sooner rather than later. Turkey is one state where the issue of the Uyghurs in China is not simply a far from my bed show. Uyghurs play into domestic politics in a country home to the largest Uyghur exile community that has long supported the rights of its turkish president in china and still boasts strong strands of pan turkism these are all elements that could come to the fore when turkey goes to the polls next year as it celebrates the 100th anniversary of the birth of the turkish republic the question is not whether china will encounter choppy waters in the middle east but when and where. Thank you for joining me today. I hope you enjoyed the podcast. I launched my blog, The Turbulent World of Middle East Soccer, 12 years ago. To borrow a phrase from an early proprietor of The Observer, the blog and podcast offers a scoop of interpretation. It continues to have significant impact and is republished by news websites, blogs, and newsletters across the globe. Maintaining free distribution is key to maintaining the column's impact. Please consider becoming a paid subscriber by going to www.jamesmdorsey.substack.com or making a donation at www jamesmdorsey.net, so I can keep contributing the column for free to achieve the widest distribution possible. Meanwhile, please join me for my next podcast in the coming days. All the best and take care.